It's my Isha Guy, host of the Empowered Boss Network radio show, coming to you. The sun is out. For some, the weather has been a great turnaround. I know that I'm enjoying it. I hope that you are enjoying this weather and also enjoying what has been going on in your business this year. I'm so glad that you continue to tune in to the EBN radio show. You can always reach any past shows that we have done by checking us out on our blog talk link. Of course, you can use our hashtag pound EBN radio. And so today, I just want to go ahead and jump in the show because we only have a short time to interview my guest here. For the first time ever, uh, EBN radio is bringing on an author of one of our books for the EBN review book club. And yeah, I came across this book. Uh, I think I told you about it. Lisa Nichols posted it on her social media page. And I am a fan of systems and processes and just organization and structure within operational systems with our businesses. So when I seen the book, I was like, oh, yeah, let me let me hurry up and grab that. And immediately when I got this book entitled Work the System, The Simple Mechanics of Making More and Working Less by Sam Carpenter, I was intrigued immediately. And so I thought that I would share this book with you today so that you can hear from someone else, especially someone whose niche is in that area, about the systems within your business and learning how to implement those to create a great foundation for your business. So I'm going to just bring Mr. Carpenter straight in and allow him to introduce himself to you all. Mr. Carpenter, how are you? <laughs> Hello, Maisha, and call me Sam, please. <laughs> I will, I will. Hello, Sam. And I'm I'm great. It's uh it's uh I'm on the west coast. It's early in the morning, it's overcast, but uh the warm weather is coming. No question about it. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you being on the show and uh allowing us to dive into this book. Now let me first let my audience know that this book was a complimentary download, and I know you said that this would only be a limited time, that it would be available, so I wanted to hurry up and get you on and and get the audience uh, access to this wonderful, wonderful tool um, that you have privileged us with. But can you give my audience a little bit about, a little bit of history about yourself and, and what uh, got you started in, in business? Well, uh, I went through all kinds of different problems in my youth and my young adulthood, and then I bounced around from job to job. I early on dropped out of college three times, <laughs> and uh, I was a problem child. And, oh, I got married, uh, kind of straightened out my life in my mid-20s, uh, but it was a struggle. And I was working all kinds of jobs. I dug ditches. I I had three jobs in my 20s where I scrubbed other people's toilets. Two kids and um, a wife who worked hard. And it was always a struggle, 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 struggle. And then at the age of 35, I bought a business. And it was a a call center, what we call an answering service. And and it was a nightmare. It's a 24-7 operation, basically a private 911 where we take emergency calls for doctors and vets and funeral homes and those kind of businesses. And here in Bend, Oregon, and this was back in the late 1984, and my life quickly devolved into a worse nightmare. And a divorce came, and I got custody of my kids, and for a decade and a half, for 15 years, the business was was 80 to 100 hours a week and no money at all. And that went on and on. I describe it in the book, uh, the thread of it all. And 
But what happened was one night I got a clue as to what I was doing wrong, and I had always been intrigued with a certain what we call a rule, uh, a razor, uh, what we call Occam's razor, and that is the simplest solution is invariably the correct solution. It's a fascinating thought, and I my life has revolved around that thought for many, many years. But one night where I was just, was just going to lose this business that I had built up a little bit. I, I still didn't make any money, but I had built it up six times the volume that it was when I bought it, and this was in 1999. I was going to miss a payroll. There was no question about it, and I was going to lose the business. I was 50 years old then, and in the middle of the night, I had this thought, uh, this vision, really, of my business being a collection of separate systems. And this is the ultimate simple way of looking at life. Whatever your philosophy of life is, it's a, it's a fascinating way to look at life, is that your life is a not a big swirling mass of sights, sounds, and events, but actually a very orderly collection of systems, many of which don't don't get managed. And so I saw my business as well, we answer the phone at the front desk. That's one system. How do we answer? And then another one is how do we handle a customer complaint? How do we answer the calls in the first place? How do we put a payroll together? How do we do our marketing? Mm -hmm. All separate systems, and if you think about it, they have nothing to do with each other. And so what I did was I realized that that was the reality. That's the mechanical reality of life, and it's not just in my business. It was in my personal life. There are separate processes that once you separate them, and you should because they are separate, they all intermingle, of course, but if you can separate them, then you can easily see the most dysfunctional ones and fix them. Mm -hmm. and, and how do you fix them? You sit down with your people in a business situation uh, and look at a dysfunctional recurring system that keeps producing bad results, and you get it down on paper what it is, and you put your best heads together around a table and you figure out a better protocol for that particular system. And our first mm -hmm. one happened to be the deposit procedure at the bank. And and it was 53 steps when we got it on paper. Everybody was doing it a different way. We all agreed on the best way, and then we tweaked that system until it was better and better and better. And ultimately, we did that for about 400 systems within the business. And now, instead of working 80 to 100 hours a week, I work maybe two hours. And I have five other businesses that I run, and I might I might work 30 hours a week, and most of my time is all almost all of it is creative time, but the, it it's it goes around the idea of separating your life, your business into separate processes, and you can look at a car. What has the radio got to do with the brakes? <laughs> Nothing. They're just there together. What has your kidney got to do with your left foot? Nothing. So if you can separate the systems of your life and see them for the separate beautiful things they are, you can go about fixing them one by one, one after the other, and your life gets much, much better. And that's the long and the short of it. Uh, and so now I have a life where I have all the time I want, more money than I need, and uh, it all happened because of this one different, uh, well, really an easy button. When you, when you can see the separateness of the systems around you, then you can make changes. And that's Absolutely, it. and I... And, and, you know, I talk about sometimes being proactive instead of reactive because I find in some of the businesses that I've worked with and worked on that they are constantly putting out fires instead of 
initiating a system, so to speak, that will prevent them in the first place. So it's very interesting to to have a book, to have a tool, and I know there's a lot of tools out there. I know there's a lot of processes out there, but the way that you broke it down in your book, it was very simple, and I'll tell you why it worked for me. Because, you know, another book may work for another person, but the reason this book worked for me is because you started talking about the mindset. And so if you don't mind, can you can you uh, explain a little bit about the system mindset? I know you said that just now, but just to clarify that, that system mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, I go back to Occam's Law. It is very simple, and I kind of overviewed it. But here it is. Uh, most people, and, and you're splitting things up into reactive and proactive is perfect, actually, because a reactive management of your business or reactive management of your personal life means you're constantly killing fires, and the external environment is controlling your day, right? And so... That's that's how my business had been. I was really good. I could fix a computer. I could hire somebody. I could go up to the bank and get a loan. I could I could do everything. I was such a hero, but it, it was killing me. And mm-hmm. that's that's reactive because as the fires came up, I I over and over succeeded in killing those fires. It made me feel like a hero, but that's completely mm-hmm. reactive. And so. What this mindset is, is is this, is control. Everything is about control mm. in a personal life. And not control over others or, you know, being domineering, but control over what happens to you during the day. I could get into a very spiritual discussion with you about this right now. But the, <laughs> the, thing, that, the thing that God has given us, and I had a friend of mine, a new friend, email me this morning, and she said, and I don't know, we were talking about something. She says, everything happens for a reason. And I, I I will have lunch with her today and explain to her she's exactly right, but it's not the reason you think. There's not a template out there. Our lives are not preordained. The gift that God has given us is the ability to choose between good and bad, between black and white. He's given us the opportunity to choose what we want. And this goes very fundamental. It's a very fundamental part of the system's mindset is that God has given this gift to us to either control our lives or not control our lives. And so what the system mindset is this. How is the world mechanically made up? What, what is it? Is it a big, swirling, confusing mess that we're just uh, deigned to survive through? Or is it a beautiful, orderly collection of wonderful events and sounds and, and, and people? And, and it, it, it's the latter it's that. It's the, the world is a beautifully orchestrated place if we can see that reality. And so you go what I call with the systems mindset, you go a layer deeper into the reality of how the world is put together. And the truth is, if you look around, wherever our listeners are right now, if they look around in the room they're in and they're driving in the car, whatever they're doing, look around and see the beauty of the systems around you. So I'm I pace back and forth in my office here in Bend, Oregon, as I do these interviews, and I look out through this window and I see my operations department. The telephone system's working perfectly. I know if we went into the restroom, the water will come out of the sink. This plant here in the corner is beautiful. It's growing beautifully, and the printer works, and the telephone works, 
that amazingly complex that we can have this chat, Maisha, and it goes out to people. And then you look at your body. The kidney's working. The lungs are working. 99.9% of everything works just fine. There isn't that much to fix. That's the beauty of the world. And so when you see your business that way, with the system's mindset, you realize there isn't that much to fix. First of all, I can see what's dysfunctional because I can see the separate systems. And second of all, there isn't that much to fix. So uh, if you have an uneasy stomach, for instance, in the morning, you wake up and you don't feel good for whatever reason, the rest of your body's working through it. You know, you're still breathing. Your circulation is, is circulating. Your brain is working. you got a little tummy ache, but really that's a minor part of your whole system, which is working incredibly well, and um, it's a miracle, really. And most people don't see life that way. Most people see life as problematic, and that's not true. For most people, everything is working 99.9% fine, and that is the system's mindset. The idea that you can see the separate systems instead of this big, swirling, conglomerated mass, and then once you see them, you see how well they work. And I can go back to the car, <laughs> you know, the radio So would works. you say, so basically for a person that's just starting out, you know, let's say it's a beginner and they have a vision, because I talk about vision and I talk about dreams quite often. And in my experience and what I found is that when you have a vision, when you have a dream, an idea, and you want to put it in the marketplace, you just go because that's where we're taught, move, hustle, grind. But it sounds like when you have established a certain mindset, an idea of the way you want your business to form or manifest, then having it written down in a blueprint, so to speak, outlining how each division or, or you know, part of your business works helps you have a guide, so to speak. Um, well, yeah. Would, what if what if you have a, what if you have a staff and they all perform the same function, but they all do it a different way? So you put them all together mm. and you come up with a procedure they all agree on, and everybody performs that function in the same way, the same most efficient way, right? That's what you're talking about, right? Is that what you're approaching here? Is is the well, what, what uh, the happens finding when you of get efficiency? Definitely efficiency, but also when you're just starting out, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if people go that deep into the design of their business. Okay, well, when I do hire, this is what I want them to do. This is what it's going to look like. This is the process that happens. So it, my, my thought behind my question is, what type of what type of guide or what type of information does a newbie need to have to establish a system from the beginning and necessarily and to avoid a reactive method in the end or in their business that's a great question it's an easy answer is that we have three documents here that we recommend for any size business and we work from with people who are startups all the way, our latest client was a half-billion-dollar company with a single owner working with him one-on-one. And the solution to the solution in both cases, whether it's a startup or this guy with this big business, is what we call a strategic objective. Now, everybody knows what a mission statement is. You know, we want to be the best, and we want our 
clients to be happy and we want everybody in the business to be happy and blah, 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 and it's a waste of time. A mission statement is a waste of time. But a strategic objective, and we limit it to one page, one typewritten page, describes what the business is, what the target market is, how you're going to get there, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you want to avoid, uh, what direction generally you're going to go in. And you have to keep it to one page because it could go on and on and on. But, you know, this is the problem with startups is people don't want to take the time, spend a couple of hours to calm down, take a deep breath, and write write up what it is they want to do. And so many times when it's written up and it's focused on, it's saying, I know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's, that won't work because, as you uh, mentioned earlier, Maisha, putting things down on paper brings clarity. And boring but true, boring but true, you have to do documentation, and you might as well do it right from the beginning. It's a hard thing, but it could be the best two hours you ever spend. You could spend two years putting together a business that is never going to work, and you could have figured that out before you began it. Or the business is a great idea, but you were going to go in the wrong direction because you just had one idea one day and one idea another day, and you put the strategic objective together, and, yeah, you can tweak it over a few weeks, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, Get direction and go in that one direction. This is the profound mistake startup people make is not having solid direction. I'm just talking about one page. And then there's another uh, document we call the operating principles. We have 30 here in my different businesses. And one of them is do it now. (laughs) I mean, they're very short rules of operation. Why do you want to do it now? That's just the way we do it around here because we know that works the best. You could do it today or next Thursday. Most people would do it next Thursday and hope it would go away or more likely they'll forget to do it, do it now. Bam, 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 bam. And so we have these 30 operating principles, which we also call them guidelines to decision-making. And then you have the processes, the third document series where people spend most of their time, uh, and that, that is outlining all the different processes within the business, how you answer the phone at the front desk. And I mentioned before the the first one we did was our deposit procedure how do how do we get money up to the bank that was our most dysfunctional system at the time it had 53 steps when we wrote it down but you have to get everything down on paper not just to get bring clarity to yourself but if you have somebody you're working with or a team they all need to know what you're thinking and they need to contribute too and that's where you get by absolutely absolutely Absolutely. Well, that's and and that's the thing about that is using examples and experiences from someone else like you do in your business, and, and is key, you know. Um, but I, I'd like to know your thought behind this process in a nonprofit organization because I know that you have one. Um, so is that is it the same method? even with nonprofit and, and maybe even a ministry who's running, you know, a business or running uh, a community service uh, operation? Of course, because what we're do- doing is dealing with mechanical stuff. The mechanical stuff in the, in the world God has given us, has put us in, it all works the same everywhere and all the time, how the mechanical actions of the world work. So for a nonprofit, you still have 
recurring things that happen and uh, challenges that come up like any other kind of a situation. And then, and in the ministry, to, to talk to any pastor, it's mechanical problems. <laughs> it's, it's not some big spiritual, you know, sometimes it's a spiritual crisis, but usually it's getting the bills paid and, and all the mechanical things that have to happen. And this is where businesses fail in taking care of those recurring mundane processes uh, that need to be taken care of. So it absolutely uh, applies to that. And it applies to personal health, too. Your, your body is a collection of systems. And uh, one of the things I talk about in the book was my physical crisis because after 15 years of this nightmare, I was, uh, I was real sick. And my doctor kept prescribing me antidepressants and finally Ritalin. And I, I got this insight one night. And I went up to the doctor's office. I said, what am I made of? <laughs> he says, what do you mean, what are you made of? I said, aren't I made of chemicals? He says, well, yeah. Yeah, your body is made of chemicals. And he says, but you're, uh, you're depressed and you need these drugs so you're not depressed anymore. I said, no, no, I don't think that's the way to go about this, doctor. And I said, I want you to give me every blood test known to man. <laughs> and there were about 80 of them all kinds of blood tests uh, to, to check different parts of my chemistry. And, you know, of all the thousands and thousands of, of uh, chemical things going on, we found five things that were wrong that could be fixed. Uh, and uh, over-the-counter supplements, uh, uh, prescription supplements. And, and in two years I had corrected those five things and I was perfectly healthy because, again, the body's a collection of systems like a ministry is like a nonprofit is, like a business is. They're a collection of separate systems, and, yes, they all work together, but they are ultimately separate. And if you can separate them, you can fix them. And that's what I did with my body. And it's the same with relationships and personal life. There's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. And we want to believe, oh, we're all one and everything works together and it's all this holistic thing going on. But the truth is holism, uh, a beautiful holistic organism is the result of a collection of subsystems that are working terrifically, each one of them. And, of course, they're working together and, and everything. But you've got to take things apart and, and then fix the pieces that are dysfunctional. And remember, there aren't that many dysfunctional pieces. 99.9% the, the of everything works fine. And so you can do a little tweaking in your body. You can do a little tweaking in your ministry or your business, and you get big results fast uh, because there just isn't that much to fix. You want to wait for divine intervention for the hand of God to come down to save you? Go ahead and see if that works. But he's looking down saying, no, you, you need to fix this yourself. I gave you the ability to do it. And you think another bank loan is going to help or a business consultant is going to help? It's not. It starts with the little pieces inside. It's not some big overarching solution. It's something that anybody can control if they take things apart and work at, work at the systems one by one by one. Does that make sense? Exactly. It definitely makes sense. And so I definitely want to encourage my audience to go out there. I have the link to Sam's book in my description page here, and you can also find him on Twitter at Work the System. But definitely get this book and, and join the EBN Review Club, and let's review and discuss our thoughts behind this book. Uh, Sam, I appreciate you being on the show. 
And I always like to give my guests the opportunity to give the audience three tips. If you had three tips that you could give someone um, today, what would those tips be? Okay. The first tip has to do with getting a download of my book, either audio or or PDF. <laughs> we are no we are no longer giving it away on the website. We actually changed that a couple Uh-oh. of days ago. Uh, but I knew I'd okay. be talking to you. But here's the thing: if our listeners would just uh, put this in their heads, uh, just email us at info at workthesystem dot com, info at workthesystem dot com, and and request a PDF or an audio, or both, we'll send it to them. They need to mention your show, okay? So that's important. Uh, if if our, our listeners go to the website, workthesystem.com, they can uh, download the first five chapters. Well, it's four chapters, but we really send five. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you want the whole book, just send us a special email, and we'll get it to you. And then as far as tips go, here's one. Uh, Look around you right now and see the beauty of the systems around you. If you're in your house, look in the kitchen. The toaster works. The microwave works. Go into the living room. The the TV works. The dog is there, (laughs) the cat. And uh, the car is going to start, and the garage door is going to go up. If you're parked on the street, you're going to go out, and in all probability, your car uh, will start. And you go to work, and you get a paycheck every two weeks. Look around and see the beauty of the systems, but you have to split them up. You can't confuse the fire hydrant with the pedestrian walking down the other side of the street or the car with the bicycle or even two cars. They're all separate from each other. And when you start to see the separateness, you start to see the beauty of it all. And then uh, the third tip would be what is the most dysfunctional process or system in business and in personal life. And that is, in my opinion, communication protocol. The tools, the methodology, the the methodology so often includes delays, not getting back to people, or not remembering birthdays, all kinds of stuff. But relationships are everything. And the thing that we have to cultivate relationships is this thing called communication. And within a business or within a personal life, it's so often dysfunctional. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, I go into that in my book, and uh, people can read about it, but that's the number one thing. And it also, very interestingly, is the easiest to fix and the fastest to fix and has the, the quickest ROI return on investment is your actual communication protocol. And, yeah, it does include voicemail and email and mechanical tools as well as a methodology. And I can't, even in a half a billion dollar business, you see all kinds of dysfunction in communications protocol. It's wasted bottom line, and it's frustrating for the employees and the customers. There you go. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Sam, for being on the show. And I look forward to to receiving more information on Work the System. Thank you, Maisha. Thank you for having me on the show. You have a wonderful day. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Now, if you tuned in and you were able to get some value from that, definitely share the show, comment. You can find a recap on my blog at workwithmaisha.com forward slash blog. And just to let you know, I just did a post called um, Your Dream Needs a Blueprint and Gratitude, and I talk about creating your dream blueprint. And that's why I wanted to have Sam on. 
to discuss the system within that blueprint. But I'll be talking a lot more uh, on my website and also next week about your blueprint, about creating that process, laying out that vision, and getting your dream to the point that it's ready to be manifested in the marketplace. So, again, this is our author review, Work the System, with Sam Carpenter. And if you want to check us out, Definitely hit that hashtag EBN radio. This has been Maisha with Empower Boss Network Radio. God bless.